Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Here's how this podcast works. Each week we begin with about 7 to 10 minutes on the weekly parsha, hence the name 7-Minute Torah. You'll either hear me, or you'll hear me in conversation with a Jewish thought leader. After that, if you want to stick around, we often continue with a bonus interview where we talk about all things Jewish. I mentioned a few weeks ago that every time in Genesis there's a parsha that deals in some significant way with death, that parsha is named something that means life. This is one of those parashot. We're reading Vayechi, which means he lived. And this is the parsha that deals with the death of Jacob and Joseph, and in fact the end of the Genesis story. So Vayechi brings to an end the cycle of Jacob and Joseph stories that have really occupied the second half of the book of Genesis. We've seen Joseph travel down to Egypt, become grand vizier over all Egypt. We've seen him reconcile with his brothers, and we've seen him reunite with his father Jacob, who believed he was dead and who thought he would never see him again. This week, we get really the concluding story of the rest of their life. We're told that Jacob lives another 17 years in Egypt. We're told that he makes his son Joseph promise not to bury him in Egypt, that instead he's to be brought back to the land of Canaan and buried in the cave of Machpelah, which is the same place where most of the patriarchs and matriarchs are buried back in the city of Hebron. The major event of this parsha is a series of deathbed blessings or testimonies by Jacob in which he speaks to each one of his 12 sons. I hesitate to call them blessings because they're they're actually not always very nice. That's actually the subject of last year's podcast on this parsha. But for this year what I wanted to talk about was something that happens just before that final set of testimonies or blessings. Joseph is told that his father is sick. And he brings his two sons, Menashe and Ephraim, to see their grandfather. Now, if you remember, Menashe and Ephraim were born in Egypt. Their names have to do with, or at least the Torah says their names, have to do with things like forgetting about where I came from and thriving here in this place. So they are, in a sense, a symbol of Joseph's success here in Egypt and his disconnect from his family and the land where he came from, or at least the disconnect that he was feeling back when they were born. But what happens now, here in Genesis chapter 48, sends a message that things are very different. It's actually an act of continuity, an act of connection between Jacob and his son Joseph and his children, Ephraim and Manasseh. So Joseph brings his two sons before their grandfather, and Jacob takes them onto his lap, puts his hands on their heads and blesses them. And he says essentially that he's adopting them as his own. Then he blesses Joseph. He says, The God in whose ways my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd from my birth to this day, bless the lads. In them may my name be recalled, and the names of my fathers Abraham and Isaac. So Jacob has given Joseph, but really given his grandsons, this blessing that sounds something like, 
May the one who blessed my father and grandfather bless my grandchildren as well. And then you have this really interesting line, in them may my name be recalled, and also the names of Abraham and Isaac. So as I was reading, I got curious about what it means for Jacob to say that he wants his name to be recalled in his grandsons. So I looked to some of the commentators and found that it won't surprise you to learn they have different opinions about what this means. Rabbi Abraham Ibn Ezra, who's an 11th, 12th century Spanish commentator, says this is a prediction about the later tribes of Israel, that Israel, the people of Israel, will sometimes be known as Ephraim or Joseph, which was in fact sometimes the name of the northern kingdom of Israel. But the Ramban, Rabbi Moshe ben Nachman, also Spanish, but several hundred years later, disagrees. He says this means that their people, the descendants of Ephraim and Manasseh, will exist forever, and that the names of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will be upon them. In other words, that they will carry the legacy of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And finally, Rabbi Ovadia Sforno, who is an Italian commentator much later, 1500s, has a kind of a convoluted explanation about how wicked people are never recalled in the names of their righteous ancestors. Essentially, what he's saying is that Jacob is praying that his grandsons will carry on the values of himself and of Abraham and Isaac. So that's also about legacy. And I have to tell you that when I read the passage, that's exactly what I thought it meant as well. When it says, may my name be recalled in them, that said to me something like, may my values, may the things that I believe be passed on through them and remain alive in the world even when I'm gone. Remember that Jacob knows he's about to die in this moment. It made me think about the death of my own grandparents which is actually something that I associate with this parsha. About five years ago, around this time of year, a month or so earlier, my mother's parents both died within about three weeks of each other. They were in their 90s. And so I remember being in New Orleans, which is where they lived, twice within three weeks for two funerals. At my grandfather's funeral, it was pointed out, we had a good laugh about this, that he loved his great-grandchildren so much, but he had a hard time pronouncing their names. So the background for this that you need to know is that my brother and sister and I have all given our children Hebrew names. We've all spent time living in Israel, and we all gave our kids Hebrew-Israeli-sounding names that were hard for my Louisiana grandfather's tongue to pronounce, I suppose. So Yair and Orly and Metal became Yari and Oily and Metal. But it was no reflection on how much he loved them. He just had a hard time pronouncing their names. So as I reflected on this, I realized that, ironically, those names that were so hard for him to say were actually an expression of values that he had given us. My grandfather was a lifelong synagogue member. He cared really deeply about Judaism and about being part of Jewish community. And specifically, he grew up in the Reform Movement, and the reform movement now of 80, 90 years ago, I remember going to synagogue with him. He never wore a kippah or a talit. He preferred the service to be mostly in English. That's the way reform services were in those days. 
So I learned from my grandfather the importance of Jewish engagement and Jewish community. And I also learned from him that orthodoxy wasn't the only real Judaism, that Jewish practice and belief and expression could evolve, could look like many things. So then when my siblings and I fell in love with ritual and Hebrew and Israel, we gave our kids all these Hebrew names, and it twisted his tongue, but it also was a fulfillment or an expression of values we had learned from him. And that, I think, in a way, is what this Parsha is about. When Jacob puts his hands on his grandson's foreheads and says, I hope my name will be recalled in you, he's reminding us that we get to continue to express the values and the teachings of those who came before us. Our lives don't have to look exactly like theirs, but we certainly are expressions of their legacy. So with this Parsha, Jacob and Joseph and all that generation passes away, and the Israelites become entrenched in Egypt. When we meet them again next week, it will be at the beginning of the book of Exodus, and 400 years will have passed. When we finish a book of the Torah, it's traditional to say, Chazak, Chazak, Venit Chazek. Be strong, be strong, and let us strengthen one another. Thanks for joining me on this journey of learning, and I'm looking forward to lots more learning together. Hey there, Rabbi Micah Streifer here. I want to invite you to continue the conversation in our new Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search 7-Minute Torah Listen and Discuss. Then you can join the group and join the conversation. See you there. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment. And please pass it on to a friend. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.